Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you and their eyes were open. Sometimes all it takes for God to move in incredible ways is enough faith for his children to believe that he can move. Today, Pastor Robert will take you to Matthew to encourage you with the faith of a couple of the people that were healed by Jesus. Do you have faith that God can move in the ways you want him to? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 9. We're going to actually read like the last half of it here in a couple of minutes. But before we get there, I'm going to take you back to the very beginning. You know, I was thinking about just what, what we're looking into this week, and I don't know, for some reason, it just reminded me of Genesis 1-1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, I think we kind of take that for granted sometimes. You know, we don't really give a lot of thought to the fact that the very first verse, the very first statement in the Bible is this reminder that in the beginning, God created everything. And then if you skip down, verse 26, Genesis chapter 1, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every creeping thing or over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, stop right there. Why am I even going to this beginning passage of Scripture? Well, because the Word of God is really, really clear right here. 
says that God created everything. And the idea, what's clearly stated in the original language, is that God created everything out of nothing. There was, you know, absolutely nothing. We can't even comprehend that. Absolutely nothing. And then God spoke and he created everything. And he did it, the Bible says, in six evenings and mornings. In other words, six normal days. There's all kind of argument about that. But that's what the Bible tells us. Now, the reason that there's argument is that it's impossible. To me, it's a ludicrous argument to begin with. It's totally illogical to even have a problem with the fact that the one who could create everything out of nothing, but he needed more than a week. You know what I'm saying? That's just stupid. If he could do it at all, he could do it like that, right? He did it in six days. He did it deliberately. I'm not going to go into all of that. Um, Rather than taking a millisecond, he took a week. I mean, a couple of sermons in that statement alone, six days. But see, here's the thing. If you don't believe this, if you don't believe that God created everything that is out of nothing in six days, you're going to have a real problem with what we're about to read. But if you believe that, then it's not going to be any problem at all when we read about these three miracles that Jesus did. And it's going to kind of bring forth within you a sense of excitement and anticipation. If you believe in the almighty, eternal one, this passage is going to get you a little bit excited. Matthew chapter 9, verse 18 says, when he, talking about Jesus, when he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshiped him, saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples, and suddenly... A woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, He said to them, make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. Literally, they laughed at him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no one knows it. But when they departed, they spread the news about him in all that country. Now, I wrestled with this passage because there's so many different ways to deal with it. There's just so much packed into it that I decided we're going to spend more than one week looking at it. I'm going to take, take a look at it from one angle today, and then Greg Sabbath, and by the way, I'm super excited about Greg coming. He's a good teacher. You're going to, and a funny guy. You're going to enjoy him next week. When I come back the following week, and maybe even one more week, I'm not sure, but we're going to keep looking at this section of Scripture because Mark, the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Luke, go into so much more detail about this. Mark and Luke both tell us that this quote-unquote ruler was a man by the name of Jairus, and he was the ruler of the synagogue. And 
what that meant basically was that he was the guy with the keys. He was the one, so to speak. He was the one that had the responsibility for the facility itself. He would have been a prominent man in Capernaum, and he would have been well-known because of that. Now, fascinating to go there. I encourage you, if you've not considered going to Israel, consider going with us in 2019. That's one of the places I enjoy visiting, just because there's so much to see in that um, archaeological site there at Capernaum. But again, Mark and Luke telling us this story and giving us the account. They go a little further, they dig a little deeper, they expand on some of the details, and they tell us that Jairus came and his daughter had either just died or was on the brink of death, 12 years old, and he comes and humbles himself and falls on his face before Jesus, and there was a big crowd of people gathered. So he did this in front of, quote, a multitude. Now, All of this tells us that the miracles that took place were verifiable. Do you understand what I mean? If something happened in here today, you could all testify to it, right? I mean, some miraculous thing occurs, you could all give testimony, but you're not exactly a multitude. I mean, you're a lot of people, but you're not a multitude, right? But what if this happened down on Lincoln Road and this gigantic crowd has gathered around, you know, and Jesus is there, and this takes place in front of hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of people. Okay, now we got a multitude, and everybody knows Jairus. You see what I mean? They're not hidden away. This was out in the open, which brings up the question, well, then why did he tell people, don't tell anybody about this? We'll talk about that later. Matthew only gives us a little summary of what took place, but he gives us enough information to see three things. And the first thing I want you to see is that in each of these three miracles, Matthew points to the faith these people had in the power of the Lord Jesus. You believe I can do this? Yep. The woman came. Why? Because she said, if I can just manage to touch the hem of his robe, as he, then I'll be healed. Jairus, this ruler, he had no doubt. He was willing to humble himself in front of a multitude of people, fall on his face before this relatively unknown rabbi. It's interesting to think about. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, We know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.